0: KYW original podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW in depth. So one thing I've noticed when I've gone to the store is that many of you are buying an astronomical amount of bottled water. Perhaps you're stacking it beside your toilet paper. Maybe you're concerned about the safety of the water supply. We wanted to help ease those fears, so we gave Dr. Chris Crockett at Aqua a call. He is the chief environmental officer, and according to his bio, he is responsible for overseeing water quality and environmental compliance. Dr. Crockett, thank you so much for being here with us on In-Depth. Oh, thank you. So basically, it's your job to make sure the water's clean.
1: Yes, it's, it's everybody's job at Aqua, and essential to make sure that the water's clean at Every day, 24/7 for our customers, 365 days a year.
0: So, are you getting calls or emails from people who are concerned about the cleanliness of their their tap water? Uh,
1: we have had a couple of uh, calls come in from our customers uh, that have asked about whether or not uh, they should be concerned about coronavirus and drinking water, and uh, we've we've told them what we've been uh, telling our customers and what we've uh, posted on our web pages is that. Uh, there's no evidence uh, that coronavirus is in water supplies or would be in water supplies and that our normal water treatment and disinfection processes remove the coronavirus and it is not a concern for drinking water.
0: So how do you know that because this is such a new virus? Well, uh, the, the viruses are, are
1: all uh, made similarly. So though they have proteins and they have lipids and they have membranes. But uh, we've been looking at viruses for over 100 years and in, in how to remove them in drinking water. And there are, are different types of things, uh, viruses out there that are more resistant to disinfection and less resist, resistant to disinfection and removal. And when it comes to coronaviruses, uh, they're very similar to Coxsackie viruses in the way they're uh, structured. And it means that they're not as resistant uh, to the chlorine. They're not as resistant to chlorine or other uh, removal technologies. In fact, if we had to rank them up against the viruses that we typically remove or inactivate every day for the past 130 years, coronavirus would be towards the bottom of the list. It's a pretty wimpy virus and uh, the chlorine uh, pretty much wipes it out.
0: I wonder if people are afraid that if they wash their hands in tap water that somehow you know they'll then they'll touch their face that whole thing about keeping your hands clean well uh,
1: people are trying to keep their hands clean because they're worried about getting uh, the virus from a surface or from the air or from uh, or from coughing on their hands and then transmitting it through a surface or to -to person-to-person transmission the transmission of the virus through drinking water is not a risk. It is not a concern. And so the reason people are washing their hands is really to prevent the spread of the virus from person to person. And that water coming to them, that water is what's removing the virus, and the water has chlorine in it, which is also good at uh, helping get rid of the virus.
0: Can you walk us through a little bit, kind of in general, what your process is? Um You know, at what point, you know, you make the water clean and then how do you know it's clean, the testing process? Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Um, Just as an example, our lab in Bryn Mawr, uh, we performed 308,000 analyses last year alone on drinking water tests. And we have equipment working 24-7 that monitors the quality of the water uh, down to the seconds and minutes of every day. So typically the water, uh, it can come from two places. It can either come from the ground, from a well, or it can come from a river or stream or lake. That water then, uh, depending on the type of water, if it's groundwater um, and what's in that water, it is then taken through a process uh, of uh, particle removal, which we, we use, uh, we call a sedimentation flocculation, which gets all the bigger particles to settle out. And there's a disinfection step there where we add chlorine. Uh, And then we we run it through filtration, uh, something similar to uh, what you would uh, sand on a beach. And then once it goes through that filtration process, uh, there's an extended period where we have it sit in contact with chlorine, or we even run it through ultraviolet light disinfection, uh, similar to the sun, but UV lamps. And then after it sits in contact with that chlorine, sometimes for hours uh, or even longer, uh, then it is distributed to tanks or storage tanks or the tall water towers you see out in the community, where then it's distributed through pipes and pumps out to the customer. All along that way, from the time it leaves the water treatment plant or those storage tanks, it is, has chlorine in it the whole way to your tap. And one of the things we always look to make sure is that in the distribution system at people's homes and in businesses that we're able to see that chlorine and detect it. And we're also out every day collecting samples, not only for that chlorine, but also collecting samples for bacteria. And if there's any kind of detection of bacteria, then there's an investigation of that premise and to make sure that the water system is is safe and that there isn't any bacteria there.
0: So I know you usually work in the lab, but today we're calling you at home because you're not in the lab right now. Why not? Well,
1: I, like most utilities, uh, we're trying to uh, have certain people work from home and then rotate them in as as needed so that we can keep people fresh uh, depending on how the situation progresses. So uh, right now, we have our, our standard lab team in there working, and then we'll as this event changes, just like any event, whether it was a hurricane or a snowstorm, then we would rotate people in as needed or adjust uh, to put staff where they need to be so that we can help out. So this is one of those things where, luckily, thanks to the internet and the telephones, uh, I'm able to do a lot of uh, the management and coordination work remotely. Uh, but if if need be, I could step into the laboratory and run some samples.
0: What what kinds of things are you doing to keep the folks at your facility safe?
1: Well, in addition to making sure that we only have the people in the building that have to be in there, um, we also are making sure that people are uh, aware of the different sanitation procedures, washing their hands, using hand sanitizer, providing those items, giving them wipes to wipe down their workspaces, make sure they're uh, wiping them before and after uh, the end of their shifts. But also, um, we're practicing uh, social distancing even within our buildings. So even in our laboratory, people are maintaining a safe distance. And one of the uh, good things about being in a laboratory is uh, we do have high, uh, high rates of air exchange, much higher than a normal office to keep the area clean. And we're always trying to make sure the areas are clean because we don't want to contaminate our own samples that we run. Uh, So we practice a lot of these uh, sanitary procedures anyways on a daily basis, but we're just taking extra precautions, making sure uh, common use areas, knobs, door knobs, and things like that are properly cleaned, routinely cleaned, and that people are practicing social distancing, washing their hands, and and making sure they're using all the sanitary practices
0: possible. Have you had any workers become infected? Uh, no, we have
1: not had any workers uh, become infected, but, you know, that our goal is to make sure that we plan and prepare uh, so that if we do have people go out, that we can have people rotate in.
0: How many customers do you have in this area? Oh,
1: well, it, customers, uh, we, we serve as a company over uh, one million customers. Uh, in the Philadelphia area, there's several hundred thousand customers that we serve in the immediate uh, box uh, Bucks, Chester, Montgomery County, Delaware County areas. And so uh, you'll see our trucks and our people at Aqua out every day working even through this like we would normally do.
0: And I'm wondering, um, staffing wise, if you, like some businesses, are dealing with people who might have young kids at home because school is closed, are you dealing with any staffing shortages?
1: Uh, no, because we're able to uh, uh, employ teleworking for people, and uh, most of our staff already work through these kinds of emergencies, whether it's a snowstorm or a hurricane or other things. So they're used to these situations where uh, kids may be out of school and and we've already, they've already developed plans to be able to address that. Uh, we have not run into staffing shortages due to any of those closures or cancellations.
0: Dr. Crockett, we really appreciate your being with us today. Thank you so much. And just uh, one thing, I want people
1: to know that the drinking water is safe and that if you go out to buy bottled water, you're actually doing something that's much less safe than staying home and using your tap water.
0: Good point. Riskier to go out and buy the water than it is to just turn on your faucet. Yes. All right. That is a good point to keep in mind as we all weather this outbreak. Uh, Dr. Crockett, thanks again. Really appreciate it. Stay well. Thank you. I'm Carol McKenzie. That's it for KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. We'll be back with another one soon.